Welcome to I Haven't Seen It, the podcast in which James Kirkland and our guests try to guess the plots to movies that they have never seen. Um, <clears throat> are we ready for our first movie? Yes. Okay. The film we're going to discuss today is 24-Hour Party People. Mm. And now I would like to invite you to tell me what this film is about. It's an incredible motion picture. Um, this movie starts out... It's directed by Christopher Nolan, I believe. Um, so you know his style already. Right. <laughs> it starts out in a place where there is no time. A mythological dimension between and betwixt what we know as reality and what is not. It's it's like a fourth dimension on top of space-time. This so, are we in the future, not really explain. No, I wish it was that simple. Okay, let me I wait really for do, it. Then we... <laughs> That would be incredible, but it's not. It's way more complicated than that. Basically, at the at the juncture where time meets, basically, if you imagine like a clock face, the middle of the clock, that's where we start out. We meet this young girl, Anna. She is a ke- chemical engineer at Stanford, and she is working on some kind of formula that she thinks could be her doctorate thesis. Her professor, Dr. Mankiewicz, is there, and he is assisting her, and they have kind of like a flirty, interesting, like, are they, you know, mentor, or is there something more going on? We right. Know. But it doesn't matter because that night, as she's staying late, she something clicks, and she adds a chemical to another chemical, and the reaction is so incredible that... That they party for 24 hours? Well, yes, she creates ecstasy. A new ah. kind of drug. It's like a super ecstasy. Okay. It's like a super kind of uh, designer drug. She was trying to crack a hole through space-time. She ended up cracking open some beers and partying all night. And she uh, starts, like, throwing this incredible... And all, it's all her, like, uptight, um, you know, uh, Stanford graduate student friends are coming down. They're taking some of this, which she calls party people, the drug. Right. They're taking party people, and they are just all of a sudden coming alive. And all of a sudden, it's like it's Burning Man Festival inside of Stanford's research facility. And things get way, way, way out of hand. Is so Professor so. Mank there? Or do we lose oh, yeah. Professor Mank? Oh, no, he is He's still front around. and center. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. He uh, he is, like, trying to use some of the monkeys that right. they uh, have for experiments, and he's trying to teach them how to DJ. And he kind of successfully, because the party people drug, when it's given to monkeys, ends up making them super intelligent. Okay. So all of a sudden, there's this monkey, and it's just, like, remixing this incredible kind of post-techno ultrasound mixed drop. And... Once the monkey hints it, this little rebus monkey, everybody is just like, yes, and that's when boop, the lights go out. So the weird thing is that, like, the plot that that I could tell you about now, as well as all the mm. trivia I have for this film, the title, the everything could fit mm. with what you with what you're saying. You're not that far off. I mean, you're far off, but you're not that far off. So this film is directed by Michael Winterbottom. Yeah, that sounds like a made Isn't up like name. Chris's cousin? <laughs> no. Uh, he directed The Trip. Do you guys see The Trip? With uh, Steve Coogan and uh, Rob Brydon. And uh, have you guys. Yeah, that's, that's anyway, that's one of the films he's done. It also stars Lenny James. It also stars Shirley Henderson. And Shirley Henderson, you guys are familiar with the Harry Potter movies. Heard of them. You might remember a character called Moaning Myrtle or Moaning Myrtle, as they would probably say. And and, is it a mirror or something or a statue? She's the one who is in the toilet 
in, in she comes out of the toilet in one of the Harry Potter movies. Mm. Anyway, it's with her. It's a slightly obscure okay. reference. So this film was voted the best film you've never seen right. in 2012. The, the person that this film is about is also the subject of a film by Anton Corbijn. Let me, let me guess. It's Albert Einstein. Because let me pick up where I left off. The right. lights go out, okay, right. all of a sudden. And the party is over. No one knows what to do. But there's one thing that's still glowing, and that was uh, an experiment that a couple of the monkeys that Dr. Mankiewicz gave party people to have developed their own kind of scientific process, kind of in a hyper-evolutionary <laughs> state. And they've cracked open, kind of like, you know, the monkeys who are the typewriter and they, right. they make Shakespeare. They've cracked open, basically, a portal. And through it walked Albert Einstein. Uh, when do you Albert think this fucking Einstein okay. walks through the portal? I don't know if you just if your reaction is maybe my mic cut out or something. I'm not. I'm not that. doing it justice. Probably our, our jaws are on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know what he's there to do? Ecstasy. Fucking party. <laughs> and he's just like it's like what? Everyone's like yeah. He's like because it's a German accent, you know, Austrian guy, and he's like this is time to party. And then. Like, <laughs> I mean, then it really turns out. And are there any Thomas? Thomas uh, I, I didn't even get to uh, Thomas Hardy's character. I was just going to say, Tom are Hardy. there any? Are there any other? Uh, you, you you call him Thomas? Yes, I like to be formal with uh, actors. With actors, wear, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, face right. masks in movies. Uh, uh, are there he, any other uh, famous people that come out of the portal? Or is it just Albert Einstein? It seems like a s- strange. If it would just be him, is it's it? Do they, just, is, or is or why is he the one that comes through the portal? It's just Einstein. Is that like you something you're unimpressed with? Well, I just Albert if you if you Einstein, he wants more, James. just Einstein. Oh, he wants more than the smartest person who ever lived. Oh, wow! If you have yeah, a okay, portal well, open, you're not. I guess my question is: Did they open the portal specifically to get Albert Einstein through, or is it we've created a portal and it's just it's just randomly Albert Einstein? We don't know what the monkeys' motivations were because so shortly after they built the the portal, they ran away. So we don't know why they they did that. And yes, the portal does collapse upon itself, but that's not until the third act. That's not until the party gets so wild and crazy. Um, Tom Hanks is there, Tom Hart, Thomas Hardy. And have and, they gone through the know, portal or they just came because they were invited? They just heard, no, they just heard about it. They just oh. heard about it. They play themselves. What about all the monkeys <laughs> on the loose? It's never wrapped up. We never see them again. Okay. Yeah, I mean, people think that there's like a, like a, a scene after the credits are done, this spinning top. A spinning top, like in, uh, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. It just keeps spinning for like four hours. It's a yeah. four-hour scene at the end of the credits. Like okay. a dreidel. Top, it, it, yes, like a dreidel. <laughs> and it's spinning, spinning, spinning. And, you, and it's so compelling because as an audience member, you think, oh, this is going to be a super short scene at the end of the credits, and surely the top's going to yeah. fall over like it did before. But it's just it's unbelievable. I, I am as confused with this plot explanation as I am with any other Christopher Nolan movie. So that's, that's, that's right on the money. Yeah, it actually makes way more sense than Tenet. So I'm going to explain to you what the plot is. The plot follows a TV presenter who runs on Grenada television called Tony Wilson. And he kind of has like a, he's kind of not happy with the, with the sort of the items that he's making. He's at a, a Sex Pistols gig. The film takes place in 76, 1976. And he, he's at a Sex Pistols gig. And at this gig or at this concert, he decides that he's going to start a record label called Factory Records. And then this film chronicles his sort of adventures as he signs all these super famous bands from the late 70s and early 80s, like Joy Division and Happy Mondays. And, and what is amazing is that they constantly mix this, this idea with reality and fiction. So you have the hindgliding scenes, but they also have these 
amazing moments where they try to get as many of the original people as they can involved in the shooting of the film, including there's this very famous club called the Hacienda in Manchester, which was where the film takes place, which is sort of the United, uh, United the Studio 54 of, of England for a long time. And they actually got 1,500 people who used to party at the Hacienda to come over for this climactic party scene at the end. And they also then reopened the club or opened the building where the club used to be in uh, and filmed the scenes there. So they kind of had this mess. Wow. They, they, or they got the original DJs to come and it was this whole... Impressive. Yeah, I had DJs. This is, wow, we're talking about the same movie. <laughs> Was it's there, kind of bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah it absolutely is. I'm sure there was. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, I think it's time for an ad. Unfortunately, it's time to pay those bills. It's time to pay those bills. Pay the bills. Uh, this week's support for Haven't Seen It comes from ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Sometimes you bought too much food. And you know the feeling of wasting food, especially in these trying times. It's terrible, and the guilt eats at you like you wish you were eating at the food now rotting in your garbage can. Well, at ZipRecruiter, we recruit the best Ziploc bags there are to personally fly themselves in to take care of your food. This is a white glove concierge service for leftovers. The Ziploc bags are escorted by butlers, each chosen for their height and symmetrical features, to guide your leftovers into the refrigerator in kind of a leftover spa experience. The leftovers are massaged, treated with respect, care, appreciation, and love. We do have an app available from the App Store, which you can log on, personalize, customize each Ziploc bag in the Internet of Things. Your Ziploc bag will then communicate with your phone to let you know the ideal freshness of the food and when would be the optimal time to eat it. That sounds like one of those bougie products that I need in my life. Yeah, exactly. 